Welcome to the Captain Bagrat podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. You know, it's a tough job, but somebody's got to do it with a finger on the Asian, well, Asianish pulse. As always, we're recording from downtown Chinatown with yours truly, the mythical Madam Chan and friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Captain Bagrat podcast, and today it's Liam. Frap Daddy. <laughs> is, that, is that weird? That's not weird. It's, it's pretty normal. And Madam Chen. We're going we're to have a nerd off. Is that right? We're not going to have a nerd off. I think I would, I would win. I don't want to be like I think too, you definitely would win. I don't want to be too confident, but... Uh, <laughs> I've been out of this uh, technology side yeah, of things you're getting into it. I am. I'm getting, getting back into it. All this, you know, biotech stuff. It's so cool right now. Yeah, we're not just talking about biotech, by the way, everyone. No. Well, I'm not, at least. Well, no, I'm not really. I'm going to be talking about dream technology as well. Dream technology. Oh, yeah, it's coming can that, up. Can that help me? That can help you visualize your dreams and then try and make some sense out of it. But I don't have visual dreams. Because you can't remember them. No, I don't have visual dreams. No, you do. You just can't remember it. No, I have aphantasia. I don't have a, like a visual in mind's eye. So if this technology is going to be available <laughs> during your lifetime, Ooh. I know we're going to insert this uh, uh, yeah, wire into your I brain. I see what it looks like. It's yeah. probably not going to be that interesting. <laughs> it would just feeling. be... No, no, no. I, I, I do technically dream, but like, I, and I do remember them occasionally. Okay. But I don't, um, I don't like remember... This is off topic. That took like 10 seconds to get off topic, but... Um, <laughs> Very quickly, it's yes. It's fine. Um, yeah, like I don't remember. I don't... Like if I close my eyes, mm. if you picture something, you can like see an image of it in your head, right? I don't have that. Like if I close my eyes, it's just black. I don't picture things. I can't. It's got aphantasia. Look it up. Um, anyway. All right. <laughs> tell me more about dream tech. <laughs> no, I want to talk... What are you going to talk about? Oh, I was going to talk about um, mostly Elon Musk's... Little projects. So he's yeah. got a few, I shouldn't say little, he's got quite a few big projects, <laughs> um, which are right up my alley. So uh, SpaceX, oh, Starlink. Yes. And, uh, and so two, two uh, astronauts came back nice and safe, right? They did, yeah. Neuralink, mm. which I'm not sure if you've heard of. Brain. Or, yeah, brain shit. Mm. And, um, and a few other things. So Excellent. Yeah. I might delve into hologram technology as well if we have time, but... Let's see how we go. Yeah, exactly. Well... I guess I won't pretend to be an expert, whereas Liam, you're like a nerd expert. So I'll try to give, I'll try my very best to give us something that's substantial. No, I think you will. <laughs> you, 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 from the research, I mean, you, you seem pretty on top of it. <laughs> well, if not, uh, audience, listeners, whoever you are, blast us a message on Facebook, Instagram to tell us off. Call us a twit for Twitter or a twat. Yeah, sure. <laughs> do that. Do, do exactly that. <laughs> All right, let's get the. Ball rolling. How about you go first? Because I love Elon Musk. Okay, I can go first. What do you want to... I'm going to start with my personal favorite. Okay. No, not my personal favorite. Um, just an interesting one. So Elon Musk has a company called uh, SpaceX, That's which right. they do space-related. So it's like um, it's like a private space company. So they um, the most famous thing they've done at the moment is they've built a rocket system that can launch, and then it can... Like the, the system that helps the actual rocket launch, because it's always multi-stage... Mm. What they used to do was just launch and then they would discard like part of the rocket. It would just fall back to earth and explode, Burn. which oh, cost yeah. a huge amount of money, like millions and millions yeah. of dollars. So they've developed a system that can fly up, help the rocket launch, and then it comes back down gently and actually lands safely. And they can just reuse the – it's called the, like a booster. It's environmentally friendly. It's environmentally friendly. It's economically friendly. It's 
Um, it's like people friendly because it doesn't land on, they don't have to do it in like the desert where there's no people where it could potentially, because they're, they're basically just yellowing it, right? Like it could fall back and hit someone. It's pretty much like all the sci-fi movies where you see all these spacecraft taking off from Earth and then still in one piece in the air and yep. then into space and then they come back. But I mean, that's, I think, I think usually those sci-fi movies are predicated on mm. like different technology. Like if we had like anti-gravity technology or something like if. that, if that even mm. existed, then yeah, like I think then it would be possible right it's like so it's a propulsion thing yeah at the moment we don't have a way to do it right well not easily anyway. so spacex is working with nasa so nasa has actually contracted these guys go hey well, yeah that's right so spacex mm. developed all of the stuff and then um, basically said to nasa hey we can do this and nasa there's a huge process you have to go through mm. and spacex is actually the first people wow. to do it right so, so it's uh competing against richard branson's uh, virgin galactic yeah they have some other stuff but yeah. i think i think the virgin galactic stuff is more um, similar concepts, um, but it isn't to use the metaphor not off the ground yet. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to talk about I wanted to talk about Starlink, which is a satellite array, which mm. is for internet. So everyone fights over. If you're an Australian, you know about NBN, which is the National Broadband Network, which the Australian government built. Didn't mm. work very well. Took a long time to deliver for various reasons. But it's basically fiber to people's houses, so that we all have decent internet in Australia. Australia is huge. NBN doesn't work properly. Um, for a lot of like thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Australia, um, like myself recently, <laughs> we had a, we had a, we had a problem switching over to it. Anyway, it's a big problem. So Elon Musk was like, "Well, what if we had satellites? And what if those satellites mm. had internet, which mm. is basically Starlink?" Yes. Anyway, so there was an email sent around a couple months ago, about one or two months ago, saying, "Hey, if you want to beta test Starlink, basically, we'll send you a kit, and you can like plug it into your home router, and you can use That's internet. Yeah, like it's already out there. It's okay. already in space." Um, Anyway, so people are starting to test it and um, the, the speed test started working this week. So they actually connected the internet and people are getting up to, I think the highest is 100 megabits per second, which is basically the top speed for MBN for domestic, which is mm. quite a good speed. Mm -hmm. But average, people are averaging about 40, which is a much more interesting topic. So what they're doing is they're giving it to high concentrated areas of people. So like lots of people in one suburb will get it because geographically, they know it's going to work. It, it actually doesn't matter, right? Because mm. it's all from space the satellites just give internet. But what they need to focus on is, okay, if you have 4,000 people in a very small area using it, mm -hmm. that one satellite, the area that one satellite covers, how does it perform? Anyway, they're doing that testing now and it's really good. People are getting decent internet, which is better than MBN and it's available anywhere on earth and he's basically going to undercut, still make money, but basically undercut every, every internet provider. provider in the whole world, which I think is a great idea. Yeah, I'm going to go into biotech in, in the simplest form. So pretty much biotech and stem cells is like the new fountain of youth. So it's a, it's a 90s thing. So you've, you've heard of like bone marrow, right? Bone marrow yeah, transplant? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much, uh, if you imagine eating like osobuco or roasted pork knuckle, German style or Chinese pork and white radish soup, you'll find the bone marrow, that really nice gooey, yeah. snotty yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. So essentially that part in a human body is very effective to treat cancer, uh, lymphonia, as well as leukemia because, well, when it's not cooked, obviously, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about cookie man. <laughs> Sorry, I take you to a different dimension. Yeah, because at the moment, the you know, majority of these kind of cancers, uh, you have that chemo, which is very toxic because you you have these toxins going in uh, in liquid form, uh, and they kill off even the good cells. Right. So with with um, the marrow transplant, it actually regenerates new cells 
yeah, so it beats all of the bad cells up, if, if that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah and then so that, and so the host of the body then getting the treatment will be able to respond better. The immune system is raised, and usually in a lot of cases, the cancer disappears. So it's just a better way, really. Yeah. All around. Okay. But then we go to the next level, which is controversial, which is using umbilical cord blood. So that's obviously from a fetus. You cut it off, and you, it has a similar... Um, effect as a bone marrow, but there's so much more applications to that. Um, you can treat Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, so pretty much any neurodegenerative diseases. It can even um, help older people have better like, physical performance. So literally vampires. Cool. They're literally sucking the blood <laughs> of the youth. Does it have to be your your cord? No, it doesn't have to be What's your plural cord. For cord? <laughs> no, it doesn't have cords. to be your cord. Okay, yeah. so it can be anyone's cord. Pretty much, yeah. As long as it's that the stem, the stem cells, because oh, these are cells okay. that are like you know at the beginning of birth, like when yeah, a sperm like the... and an egg meet together, and then they make that first um, stage, mm -hmm. um, and then pretty much that stage, it can just transform into anything. So people in the labs can manipulate it and change it into cells that regenerate skin, or cell that regenerate your brain, cell that regenerate a tooth. A tooth. Yeah. And so, this is what So we could do. be vampires. Literally, yeah. That's all I'm hearing. I know. And then, of course, um, there's a very controversial stuff uh, going on, but it has so many applications. You will literally cure all diseases, including COVID-19, if we embrace embryonic stem cells. So there's a lot of ethics behind this, and that's why there's a lot of people saying, well, you know, you're literally playing God now because you're fusing um, cells, making literally a human, and then there's people who see it as, well, no, technically it's not a human once it's being formed. It's still cells. Yeah. So there's a religion versus, yeah, that kind of it's discussion. Big, there's a movie called Gattaca, which is like mm. about like human, not the same, but like human cells. I remember our science teacher making us watch that like four times because I think he forgot that we watched it. But um, <laughs> He just really loved the movie. Yeah, it's like all about like, yeah, cell theory and cell stuff theory, like yeah. that. Yeah. There's another movie called The Island with um, Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson where they clone their hosts, their clients. So then they raise them in this enclosed area so they become their insurance policy. So if you've, for instance, Liam, you've got your insurance policy, they clone you, but they keep it in a secret, secret lab underneath some Arizona desert. Uh, and then all of a sudden you're in a car crash and you have lost your brain or, or another part of your body. Then they get your insurance policy, which is your clone and meld it to you Put again. It in, yeah. yeah. Interesting. That's an interesting movie. I mean, it sounds like it's pretty possible. It is. Well, this way you're using stem cells, um, which is very controversial, but it's been pretty big since 2012. So there's been a wave of companies and clinics that have been, you know, um, on the blurry side of things, offering therapies um, in Mexico, Thailand, India, South Africa, and the US. Oh, so all the dodgy countries. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and they can do things to induce your your stem cells, which are at the very early age, to cure blindness wow i guess it's regrowing eyes i guess yeah. if, if you can regrow anything then i guess that means yeah, yeah. okay it cool can regrow tissue as well and it can um treat infertility covid19 hiv aids it can it's just amazing what it can do but obviously it's very controversial yeah sure yeah okay cool mm. so what, what else you got um my next one is sort of brain brain related which is another elon musk 
mm. venture, which is called uh, Neuralink. So the idea is, right, you have you have your brain and it's basically lots of little electrodes that mm. all connect together called neurons and, and there's different types of neurons. The general idea is you put in a, a system where you basically get a, a microchip that has like, it, it literally looks like a fork sort of thing. Imagine a, a lots of little tiny forks and you <laughs> cut a section of your brain. I know this is a bit gruesome. Oh, yeah. And you just stick it in. Into your brain. You just stick it directly in. You don't even, you don't even, the way, this is, this is from Musk himself. He's like, you just put it in. And then it, the, the way that it works is your brain, because your brain like generates itself, right? Mm. It's, it just learns to access that part of your brain because it treats it as part of a brain. Mm. So because every neuron connects to a whole bunch of other neurons, all of those neurons connect to the little forks that got stuck into your brain. And eventually mm. you can learn. It's like, it's like adding, it's like adding an arm or something like that. It's adding a, a device to your brain. And then a stimulator, not necessarily a stimulator. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so both ways, so both, both input and X and output, Mm -hmm. right? So it could be, yeah, used as both. So the idea is that it's a human machine interface. It's like you can, so instead of like using a game controller, for example, you can learn to use this Neuralink, which is now inside your brain. They put the, they put the thing back on. And you can just play your games without doing anything. Or you can like message someone on your phone without, without having to open your your phone, right? It can just connect to that and it goes off, off it goes. So you become um, one big bionic right. robot. It's joining you with a, with the machine. It's giving you a way to communicate with machines directly instead of via traditional methods, which would be like, you know, typing on a keyboard or mm. speak. I mean, now maybe speaking to Amazon Alexa or a similar product. Wow, that's cutting out all the uh, computers, all the... Yeah. The hard technology. Yeah. And it relates to, um, I mean, Elon Musk is sort of, he's not anti-AI, but he's AI weary, right? He, he thinks that artificial intelligence could take over the world, right? Not, not necessarily from like a, like a Terminator style, right? I mean, I think that's what most people think of. It's like Terminator. Yeah. There's going to be robots that kill everyone. Think of the worst case scenario, essentially. Yeah. Not necessarily. I think I think if if you're not in into AI then maybe that is the worst case scenario for you. Mm. But I think you need to be a little logical and n- no one's going to build that. I mean people are trying to build that, but no one's going to build that and then just put it out onto the street, right? Because it would be crazy like like if it was even possible. But what people are going mm. to build is artificial intelligence that can make huge overwhelmingly huge decisions that we don't fully understand. So it, it has the capability very quickly of getting away from us in terms of computing power. Because I think uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates, they're both really concerned that they the, are, yeah. the, the when you build something, something like this, that it will have its own ability to, like you said, machine learning. It will yeah. you know, go outside the constraint that, that was built by the humans. Well, I mean, that's that's sort of sci-fi-ish. I mean, mm. I don't think Bill... Bill Gates or, sorry, I shouldn't say Bill. I don't know. I'm one of the first one. I don't think <laughs> Bill, Bill Gates or, or, or Mr. Musk, <laughs> I Musk actually genuinely believe that that's possible, right? It, and it isn't. I mean, from a physics point of view, no computer is going to instantly get out of its container sort of sort of thing, mm. right? And, and start operating on another level. But what is going to happen is that people will build AI that they don't fully understand. So it's not like it's, it's getting to another level, but it's like we don't fully understand it. There's parts to it that we don't understand mm. that work. And eventually, and we know this from the way that modern technology and software is built, everything is built like a deck of cards, right? Mm. And you don't fully understand what, what you're building on top of. You're just building. Um, so, yeah, that, that's what they're worried about. Yeah. I think, I think that's a better way of looking at it. And then what happens if one of those small things that you're building on fails? 
you don't know or, or it goes something else happens right so and there's already you can already see that i mean there was a face mask detecting algorithm that someone wrote mm. in america that only worked on um white people for example okay and, and like yeah like but like little things like that so they didn't they didn't yeah. intend for that to happen and the argument is that that's racist and it's it's not really racist i mean it's not capable it's not making a decision but well, it is making decision. That's that's part of the problem, right? Is that because all the data that's being entered into it exactly. is all Caucasian exactly. related? It, literally, that's the the yeah. sole cause. So, um, it's it's something to think about. So it's easy to, but 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 it's a mistake that anyone could make. I mean, mm. any developer could make. If you don't think about it, you're like, oh, it's just a face. A face is a face. But actually, no, a face isn't quite a face. Yeah. So little things like that, little little issues that people forget about that we don't notice straight away is, is how it gets out of hand. Not not robots suddenly becoming sentient, right? I don't think that's that's on, on the cards. But anyway, it comes back to Neuralink. Elon Musk's opinion is that the whole point of Neuralink is to get us on the same level. Yes. So at the moment, we can't interface with computers directly because, well, we just can't, right? We're, we're, we're made like bags of meat, essentially, like a brain floating yeah. in a jar. Yeah, yeah. But if we can directly interface with computers, then we can be on the same level with an AI. So then it becomes an assistive technology that we can understand fully as opposed to an, a technology that we can only understand through interacting with it really primitively. Does that mean we can hack into each other then? I mean, potentially, yeah. It opens a lot of doors like that. It, yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think things like oh, reading memories, for example, I, I think... This is, is very Matrix-like. But then, but then yeah. like, like you need to remember the fundamental limits, like not limits, but... How can you hack into someone else's memories unless... Yeah, so, so I mean, it's maybe technically possible. Like, mm. if, if we start using Neuralink and then someone else develops a way to upload your memories into the cloud as, like, a backup, which would be possible, I imagine. Which people probably would because they're, someone like... Then yeah. someone could hack that. Because the memories involved. I think it would be hard. Like, that's, mm. a, that's a question for a long way down the future. But it is, it is something to think about, yeah. They say air... There's a technology, a net, like, a security term, which is air-gapped, which is, like, a computer that... It used to mean before Wi-Fi was invented, it was a computer that didn't wasn't connected to a network. Mm. Now it means a computer that isn't connected to a network at all. It has no Wi-Fi chip, has no Bluetooth, it has no radio or anything like that. It just has the computer by itself. But pretty rare these days to have air, act, real air-gapped computers. Mm -hmm. Well, tapping into that, <laughs> that, was a, that was a terrible uh, no, transition. I like the transition. <laughs> so. Um, I suppose um, relating to Elon Musk's invention, uh, so I'm guessing something that he hasn't made it happen yet. It's just a concept or what? the probing of the forks into brain? Oh, no, they're testing it now. Oh, they're testing it now. Yeah, five years, ten years. If you're interested, there's an the last the last uh, Joe Rogan podcast mm. with Elon Musk. He talks quite a lot about it. Go check it out. And Joe Rogan's like... <laughs> blow my mind yeah. literally blow really my cool mind. though really really cool yeah. yeah a really cool technology well some mit researchers are de developing this technology which can apparently capture your dream state so it's called dormio um at the moment it's it's just a hand gear it's an electronic glove and then obviously you've got wiring linked into your brain and as you sleep it records all your micro dreams in in the stages okay yeah so then um so when they cue a word um the semi-conscious patient would end up talking about words so it's kind of like you know you're already molding them down a different road but this is the first stage of what they're trying to do so they so they can um capture the very early stage of falling into that state and then from there the whole concept which is the most challenging concept of all time is to actually record in full color in um, visual of all your dreams during your sleep. 
Because we, we sleep about average eight hours a day, right? Sure. So that's a third of your life. Imagine if you can capture a third of your life and store it. But then you would have to watch, like, you would have to watch that then. Like, so then that would take another third of your life just to re recap what happened. In the, <laughs> or maybe you can fast forward it. I don't know. Or maybe there'll be like a, a little cue to say, oh, look, you had a mini dream here and here. You know, Those tap onto it. That's cool, though. I, I like the idea. Yeah. I, I mean, it's such a fantastic idea to tell the truth because like we only use 10% of our brain when we're awake, apparently. Yeah, that, that isn't mm. that, like that isn't technically accurate, though. I yeah, mean, it's it's. The, the measurements are based on at any given time you're, you're using 10% of your brain. Mm. But it's it's more like you're only using 10% of the parts of your brain. brain. So, like, realistically, the only p important part of your brain is the hypothalamus, which is all the way at yeah. the back. And that does all of your, like, eating, drinking, um, <laughs> re drinking re yes. reproducing, <laughs> yeah, different amounts of drinking and sleeping, right? Like, your, your bodily functions. And then at the bottom of that is your brainstem, which does your breathing and heart stuff. So, like... There were some weird studies done yeah. on mostly cats where they were like, they cut everything else out and they were like, the cats can still function. Yeah, with like, just, the, I think it's our prefrontal cortex. I think that's like a big empty space where they just don't know too much so about the, at the, the moment. Well, they know a mm. bit, but I think, yeah. I think in general, like the 10% rule is like, well, yeah, maybe only 10% of your brain is currently got mm. electricity in it, but that doesn't mean you're only using, doesn't mean that there's like a 90% that, that you can actually like get to. It's just that... <laughs> You can only do one one thing at a time, right? Well, I'm excited because I have, unlike you, I actually have dreams every night <laughs> and several of them. And sometimes I wake up and I can remember them, especially the exciting ones, the fun ones, maybe not the nightmares. <laughs> have, well, have you looked into lucid dreaming? Have you heard about that? Yeah, I, I do lucid dreaming okay. as well. Okay. I'm a weirdo. But just like occasionally or? or like that. Yeah, occasionally. I think there's ways you can, because I tried it, it didn't work. But yeah, I, I think there's, meditate there's, or something like that. Yeah, there's yeah. ways where you can make... Mm. lucid dreaming i think you have to like when you're in the dream you have to like think to yourself is this a dream yes but, so you have to before you go to bed you have to be like thinking okay am i dreaming am i dreaming and mm. then when you sleep you will you'll keep thinking that you'll be like am i dreaming and then you'll realize and then that's it you're yep. in a lucid dream you're a lucid dream and you can control the situation it's so good because sometimes in my dream I'm like i'm asking myself i'm dreaming i'm dreaming <laughs> like wake up wake up mm. <laughs> it's a pretty cool experience so anyway this technology they think maybe in the next 20 years will be available um but it's also really interesting because they mentioned here that they are concerned because of hacking so people might be able to hack into it not so much like well maybe there will be you know, deviants doing it but <laughs> oh well <laughs> less about less about thoughts they can but, have it <laughs> but more about advertisers you know how on oh. google they can hear what you're talking about yeah. and then they start sending you advertisement can you imagine if we're sleeping and then all of a sudden you have a, an advertiser going oh when you wake up, you know you want to have a glass of refreshing orange juice from this farm. Yeah, that's rough, actually. That's a good point. Yeah, so that's it's what I'm really... Sort of like the last bastion of hope is, is in your like at night, you don't have to get advertised to. <laughs> yeah, good. I didn't think of that. That's a that's a good idea. Yeah, so that's kind of concerning. We should so, not do that. No, well, and that's also... Yeah, and also that falls into what you were talking about, Elon Musk, NeuroCorp. I mean, that's a potential for advertisers to hack in as well. Of course, mm. yeah. It, it's... It, I mean, the use of the tech is, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's whether or not it should be locked down or not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I don't think there's a specific, I, there's a deeper answer. Yeah, because this is moving us closer and closer to, you know, downloading your your mem your, your conscious memories as yeah. well as your dreams once they can, um, you know, capture all this onto a microchip and then inserting it into, let's say, another brain, a clone of you or another person yeah of course it is i this mean is i think that's possible. the logical conclusion right so yeah science fiction is mostly wrong but it's sometimes right and i think that's a that's a definite 
possibility. And just like people thought and that... And a likelihood, actually. Yeah. And just like when people thought like submarines was just science fiction or going to the moon science fiction, True. that's all happened now. And we look back and go, oh, yeah, that was so possible. It's easy, yeah. We, <laughs> Hindsight. Well, well, if you look it up, and I mean, and if you don't follow Elon Musk already, I mean, mm. I, I know he is um, a controversial figure in, he... in society, but I think that's mostly because he wants to be. But if you actually listen to him... his branding. Yeah, exactly, right. It's his <laughs> personal brand. But if you actually follow him a bit more closely and, and read what he's actually doing, then mm. he's quite a powerful force. In, in Absolutely. Terms of he's pretty amazing. AI, open, he runs OpenAI as well, which is, or he helps run OpenAI, which is like a consortium of people who are fighting for AI to be open, which is the whole reason that they, they make it open is so that it, advertisers don't get in, right? Mm. It doesn't become lockdown where you have people like Microsoft and um, like stakeholders, like countries, for example, who have the best AI and they just, they dominate the world with that. It's like, yeah, everyone should contribute to this open AI project so that, you know. It's like the human genome project as well. Everyone's exactly. contributing exactly. to that. It's, it's open source. Yeah. So I'm just going to end with one more that I think has greater potential than what is currently available. Holograms. Holograms. Yeah. So, you know, when you think of holograms, I think we're thinking very basic stuff such as holograms on a sticker or holograms, you know, on your, um, oh, this is back in the old days, Blu-ray DVDs to confirm whether, you know, it's it's actually... Yeah, they're little stickers, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So... This is, and also on, on um, a cash, on some currencies, you have holograms to, you know, um, provide authenticity of, you know, of it being real or not. And also handbags, expensive handbags to prevent counterfeiting. But I think there's a greater potential where, especially during COVID, okay, you're isolated, especially I'm thinking older people as well, especially um, to the point where they can't have contact with young people, um, their relatives, their grandchildren, for instance. What if this, uh, instead of looking at their relatives and friends on a flat screen on their iPad, what if there's a hologram there where you can zap them in, kind of like um, Star Wars. Where yeah, they have Le- the little yeah, blue people. Yeah, Princess Leia goes, you're my only hope. Well, they, have, they do have some sort, like, there's, there's been some where they have, like, missed it, like, music mm. shows. Like, mm. um, Mi- Miyu, is that the Japanese character? I can't remember what the name is. Okay. Miku, I'm, I'm probably butchering that. <laughs> I, I, I don't really remember. Apologies, like everyone. a blue-haired anime character girl who's, like, a singer. She's, like, a pop star. But, like, all of she's a hologram. She's yeah. not real. So, yeah. like, it's, like, an anime star that performs live. And I think there's, like, a production crew that make the music. Mm. But that's a hologram. But that's, like... That's like on stage. It's like it's all smoke and stuff. It's I think I think it's quite expensive. It's not obviously. It's not like putting your phone down and like a, yet. That yet. would be cool though. I it would, would be, be that would be really cool. I, I haven't, think I haven't, so too. Everyone sort of forgot about it. I know. Like holograms is so like back in the what eighties or something. No, no, like two thousand, early two thousand, early two thousand. Oh, okay, earlier than that though. There were I remember like holographic cards. I remember I had these hollow yeah hollow cards from Pokemon or something. But imagine like a three D hologram. Oh, it, would be, it would be amazing. Yeah. So I could be like literally recording with you uh, and your. Or just a hologram. I have this my phone, and I just press something, and it, you just beam up. Well, there's, there's clear TVs now. Mm. I saw like recently. Um, is it Huawei? It might be Huawei, and they've released a. They're releasing a clear TV. Yeah. Like it's it's like it's like a, it's a widescreen TV that's clear. It looks okay. like glass, or wow. it's a bit darker than glass. Okay. Actually, it's like a big. Wow. It just sits in your living room, big plane of glass, and then when you turn it on, then it's like vivid. TV, <laughs> pretty cool. Hey, and everyone's like, "Why would you even want that?" Because you can see the cords and shit behind you. Oh, that's behind true. You. Unless like, it's cordless. It, it got it got hammered. It got hammered in the in the Chinese uh, <laughs> Chinese forums. Chinese tech forums are very 
They, those those guys are high tech. They know what they want. Okay. No, they're not. <laughs> I mean, they know what they want. And if there's one problem, like they'll come up with it. Like anyway, that was the I read that. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, you didn't think of that, did you? Hmm. No cables. But um, I mean, that could be made into a cube, I guess. And then you could have a hologram in that. That'd be sick. It'd be awesome because, like, you know, sometimes I don't even want to see my friends. You have a big cube of glass in your room. I don't know. In case I, I get, you know, COVID from them. But it'd be still nice to have them physically around the same height as their usual physical It'd be attributes. a nicer experience yeah. of seeing everyone on the screen. Exactly. I will admit that I'm, I'm sort of sick of, like, the... The screen. Yeah. Screen time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they just, like, beam. Like a nice beam. You should invent it. How about you help me? Madam Chan's holograms. <laughs> sounds weird. Real or not? Hmm. Probably not. <laughs> well, there you go. Cool. Technology. That was very interesting. Old, old format. Insightful. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for um. Thanks for joining us. We just, just <laughs> talked about uh, talked about technology and biotechnology. Departed from our recent format. Yeah, I know. Well, this is something that you and I are very you know passionate about sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, well, we do, we'll do more of this. We'll call it a nerd off. Yeah, we'll just put it somewhere else. Yeah. That, a side project. That's right. Technology that will change the world, but we just don't know it yet. Cool. All right. Thanks, Liam. Thanks, Madam Chair. Bag rat out. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and kooky posts, follow us at Captain Bagrat on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and we do, please support us with likes and shares. If you're really digging Captain Bagrad, it does cost us a bit to produce and we really appreciate donations and in-kind contributions via Patreon or however you like. I mean, we will never say no to be a sponsorship. Your support will bring us one step closer to having our own TV show one day and to live broadcast it from the heart of downtown Chinatown. Solid.